Peace to Alex Trebek. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. This is the Dunkin' Dust Podcast. I'm Big Reed. To my right hand, to my right hand, my right hand man, Big Ra. We are Facebook Live. We are Facebook Live. We are Facebook Live. Yeah, as you can see, we start off the show uh, in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, good brother, but many a nights on, at 7 o'clock, I watch Jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? Just to get my IQ up. It really didn't help me too much, but at least I tried. You know what I'm saying? Tell the people what, what we know. Tell you what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? It's good to be here. Wait, we live? You said we live? Yeah, we live. We live. We real live. Oh, shoot. I got to put my best behavior. <laughs> Wait, then I thought I thought Jeopardy came on after Wheel of Fortune. No, it was Jeopardy, and then it was Wheel of Fortune. It was Jeopardy, and then Wheel of Fortune. You know what I'm saying? So who do you yeah. think they're going to get to host Jeopardy now? You know, who, you know who I was thinking? And it would have to be somebody with, with personality. Um, I was Dave thinking... Chappelle. <laughs> no, not Chappelle. I was thinking, you know... Um, you remember uh, 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 um, the guy, um, he's on Fox uh, NFL, uh, uh, Rob Wiggles, I think his name is, the comedian. No. Or you know who I would like to see? Uh, what's my man? He played in, um, he played in, in, in uh, 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 Vince Vaughn. Is it Vince Vaughn? Not Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played with Owen Wilson in a bunch of those movies. Yeah. You know, back in, uh, 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 he played in, uh, um, who, um, I can't think of movie with Jennifer Aniston and all yeah, that. Yeah, I know you Somebody that got some character. Somebody that has some character. Somebody that's funny. Somebody that can play to the crowd. Um, so we're not we, trying to we're not trying to replace Alex Trebek with the next Alex Trebek. So with like somebody totally different. Somebody totally different. Yep. Somebody I totally got you. different. Somebody totally different. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good point. Good point. Good point. So yeah. So what's going on, brother? Um, a lot and nothing. A lot and nothing. Okay. All right. Then well, <laughs> you hey, know the, you know the deals always work. Yes. It's always life. Yes. Yes. It's always yes. COVID. Yes, COVID not is that still I, here. Not that I have COVID, but you know, I'm just saying it's going on. Let me be yes. clear. Yes, but yes. Yeah. COVID, COVID, COVID is definitely still here. The cases are going up. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, uh, 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 across the United States, um, you know, um, and, and the mitigation now, I, I, I saw Governor Murphy definitely um, has, has uh, even put more restrictions under, under the state of New Jersey as far as, um, you know, less capacity. And restaurants, indoor dining, gyms, things mm. of that, things of that uh, nature. So, you know, we, it's almost like we're back to March again. And unfortunately, I, I did see something that they were saying possibly about closing uh, um, down uh, restaurants and going through that whole thing again. I know in New York City, they kind of, um, you know, starting to, you know, limit things. I haven't seen too much anything, too much in pay, but you know what I'm saying? COVID is still here, man. COVID is still, it's, still here. Unfortunately, it's definitely, um, and people are still, you know, suffering and uh, uh, suffering. Yeah, it's definitely trending that direction. I know Maryland, they're reverting back to that shutdown mode. Um, D.C. is doing the same thing. Um, the schools who have been hybrid are now starting to go back full-time virtual. Philly was supposed to open up, I think, the week right. after the week after next. Now they're staying um, virtual until January. So, I mean, 
this it's prepping for what's what's about to go down. But we've been we've been calling it since what the summertime. Um, yeah. It's it's in, it's inevitable. They, like they they open since things we started. up. Yeah, yeah, since we started our second episode. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Since our it is what it is. Since our second episode. All right, I'm Big Ridge. That's my man, Ron, to my right, my right-hand man. You know what I'm saying? Tell me where they can find us, good brother. They can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and click the link in our bio for more information. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody messing up. Don't try this at home. Subscribe now. Oh, I got it right first try. Oh, I got it right first try. All right, so listen. You know, I know we use... I was a little slow with that. No, I thought I was good. I thought I was good. I thought I was good this time around. So we um, definitely, you know, like I said, you, we are post. We had our post-election wrap-up last week. Uh, we are definitely a uh, 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 shout-out to our president-elect, of course, uh, uh, um, Joe Biden. You have a shout-out to him. All right, live hand clap, live hand clap. Shout-out to our first uh, our vice president-elect, the first black woman, uh, to be vice president, first woman vice president, Miss uh, Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know we're not gonna get into too much of that tonight, which we don't need to, but you know, um, you know, I, I guess it's a moment in history. I ain't gonna front, you know, I'm a crybaby. So when I was watching Kamala speak, I kind of dropped a tear or two. You know what I'm saying? You know, I get, I be, I be on my Ralph Tresman, I get sensitive. You know what I'm saying? On my call, Thomas, I get emotional. But it was a moment in time, man. Oh, it, it, it is a moment in time. Um, and I even text my, you know, my daughter, like, yo, you watching it? She was like, yeah, I'm watching it. You know, that type of thing. Because I think it just resonated with me from that point. And I tell people I voted for Kamala, not necessarily Biden. But we're not going to get into all of that. So, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, but also, you it ain't official until it's official. Because, you know, the idiot is still trying to throw his change yeah. from And so, I'm even though, like, Saturday, like I said, Saturday was like the best day of this year. Um, uh, we not we not home free until we home free because a lot yeah, can happen exactly. between now. And, was it December eighth? Um, so yes. I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping everything you know goes smoothly, whatever. But I know there's some recounts going on in particular states. Um, I, I've heard about. I don't know if you heard about it. There's some clauses, I guess, that got discovered in the Constitution, whereas you know, 45 is trying to use every door every avenue that he can to keep his mm. keep his position to where he's at so i mean while i'm happy with the results wow. um i'm not totally right. elated until it's official official so right yeah yeah he, he definitely not conceding even people within his own party and cabinet are are def, are telling him to concede one of the mm. things i want i know uh, i just wanted to touch on real quick um, not necessarily as far as the uh, uh, election itself, of course, but the post post election response. Um, mm. I saw a few things. Few things you know we saw in the memes. I think I sent some out. That we posted some to our different platforms as far as social media and things of that nature. But the Van Jones response. Um, mm. What's your thought on that? What was your thought on that? I know you posted it. That's why I'm asking you. Well, for me, it just gave me something to think about um like so he has a lot of critics a lot of people don't like him i don't know enough about the man to say i can't right. listen to him but i take everything with a grain of salt anyway right. um right. i don't put too much stock in what people say i like to do my own research to find out right. you know for myself i think he 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 brought up something that was very interesting that maybe a lot of people did not know right. um but it also 
opened up the door for me to learn a little bit more about him because I didn't know, you know, his background. I just thought he was like a news commentator or whatever. Right, right. So part of me is like, you know, there may be some legitimacy to, you know, the information that he gave, but there's this other side that people like, well, he's a this guy, he's like a low key Trump supporter, not Trump supporter, but you you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, so you know, I just I just can't put a whole lot of stock in it. It's just something to think about, and I just think we need to kind of pump our brakes a little bit right. and let everything play out before you know we go overboard. I, I, let me and let me say this, and while I understand there's a lot of emotion. I think, man, and you know me, and I and I'm and I'm not the toughest guy in the room. Like I said, I you know I drop a tear. Anybody that know me know I drop a tear at the at, at, at the drop of a hat. But you know I don't understand what his what his emotion was about. Um, you know I know in 2016 he was talking about his daughters and how they felt and they were scared. So I can understand that aspect from a parent. Mm -hmm. But this time around, like I don't even have elation um, mm -hmm. for, like I say, necessarily for Biden and for Trump necessarily being a. Uh, 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 I, like you said, not necessarily uh, being defeated just as far as uh, Biden winning the election. I wasn't jumping for joy. I was happy, like I said, more for Kamala. But, you mm -hmm. know, for, I, I didn't have tears like that. And I and honestly, you know, and, and, and I'm going to say it, it made him, to me, it made him look weak. It, look, it made me, as a black man, feel like, you know, we always have to play the sub, 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 subservient road, the mm -hmm. step and fetcher role, I should say. Um, and I'm not saying that's the case for him. Like I said, I don't know the man. But just mm. in watching it, I was just like, yo, why is he crying so much? And, well, and, and, I took... And, and let me just make this point. And okay. maybe either yourself or the audience, you know, somebody in the audience can, you know, comment on it, you know, as we go along. But I just mm. felt like, dude, like, why, like, what are you crying for? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I don't know. You, 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 you let me know what you think. Go ahead. Well, unless I totally misinterpreted his position, um, uh, I took it as though he was pretty much saying that this is a win for everything that we've been fighting for on okay. social justice and things like that. Okay. Um, I think he kind of looks at it like this takes a monkey off our back, uh -huh. so to speak, for all the people who died throughout this year through the new social injustice uh -huh. like that. Um, as the flip side of if the election or does go the opposite direction, uh -huh. it's like we did all this just for this man to stay where he's still, right. you know, push this agenda forward where it's kind of like giving people the the leeway to say you know we run this y'all don't matter um that's the way i interpreted it i mean i could be wrong um, i only watched the video one time but you know i didn't get emotional watching it right. but i understood um you know his position so right okay so and, and and maybe like i said i looked at it from a different point of view um, I definitely feel like I said, you know, the tears was a little bit too much for me. And then you, and you talk about for somebody that, like I said, for people that know me, they know I, I, I drop, I drop a tear, you know, at any point in given time. Shit, I, I, I <laughs> hey, right, you wasn't there, uh, and I still want my gift. But the day before my wedding. Uh, we had our, our, our rehearsal dinner. I'm up there boohooing, you know what I'm saying? And people looking at me like, why are you crying? I'm like, I'm just so happy everybody's here. You know what I'm saying? And then the day of my wedding, I cried and when Nietzsche was walking out of the aisle. So I'm a big baby, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. a big baby. People that know me should, I, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a big baby. But I say all that to say, for that, per that, that particular moment, I didn't understand why he was so emotional. But I do understand um, that, that, you know, it was a emotional time in the country on, on both sides. Of um of the particular aisle as far as for the candidates and things of that nature. So, well, listen, man, listen, let's get right to it. All right, this is the Doc and Dust podcast. So now, listen, 
We COVID nineteen messed up a lot of things. I ain't been to the movies in forever. We ain't been, you know, uh, uh, to the bowling alley. You know, things of that nature. We haven't been to, you know, different places. I was at the bowling, bowling alley last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I wear a mask the whole time. You can't have nothing to drink. That's, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't mind. Of course, I wear my mask when I'm going to like I went yesterday. I went to Lowe's grocery store, so on and so forth. But places mm. like that, I want to be. Uh, I guess you know we can't be free because we take chances uh, uh, like that or whatever. But you know we are. Um, damn, be you know we 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 miss homecoming. You know we miss homecoming season. You know and and and, and, and you know I, I'll say this. Um, I've only really been to a few homecomings as far as um, Willie P, the school I went to, the William Patterson University, hence the shirt. All right. This shirt, I ain't been everywhere. This that shirt like you got shot. Listen, hey, listen, let me tell you about this shirt. This was the shirt of my original shirt. Shout out to Willie P. You know what I'm saying? Stand up. All right, we're going to get into all that. But this was the new shirt, one of the shirts that I had. I've had it for damn near 20-something years, or more than 20-something years, I should say. Um, this is when it was William Patterson College. We people... We party constantly, you know what I'm saying? You can see the holes. I had to throw it on, it's the only shirt that I had. But I say all I have to say, we didn't have we didn't have a, 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 a homecoming this year. So, you know, we didn't get the chance to congregate, we didn't get a chance to follow, we didn't get a chance, chance to see the people that we had, that we used to seeing things in our nature. Um, I know, I, I, I could imagine, you know what I'm saying? I don't know when was the last homecoming you've been to. Last homecoming I was at, at Willie P was, uh, she may have been maybe 10 years ago, maybe maybe nine, give or take. You know what I'm saying? This is 20, 2020. So, you know, we wanted to do the episode. We wanted to have some people on talk about it. I went to a PWI that I'm proud of. You went to an HBCU that you're proud of. You know what I'm saying? So we are here for it. For all when you ever heard me say I was quick. proud of it? Well, you know what? I, I would assume you proud of, but just just real quick, just real quick. I want to give a shout out to my sister. Big up to my sister. She went to an HBCU, North Carolina A&T. Shout out to Delvin, my man Delvin. Troop kicked the ball. He's a uh, 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 Willie P alumni. Shout out to Portia, Cheney University. Uh, uh, let's see who else we got on here. Uh, that's all I can see for right now. Kyle B. Creighton. He said, what up, Doc? Who's Kyle B. Creighton? He went to school I with you? No, nah, Kyle B. I went to school with his brother. He went to school with his brother. All right. Shout out to Kyle B. You know what I'm saying? But we are here, you know what I'm saying, for the Dr. Dust podcast. We are definitely here for, for all of the shenanigans. And let me say this. That's funny I, I, you call him Kyle B, because that's what I call him all the time, Kyle B. Oh, word. See, yeah. great minds think alike. I just got to play this song. I got to play this song, because I just want to tell quick, to say something real quick. Um, Back in 1987, I saw this movie. I fell in love with this movie. This movie really prompted me to want to go to college, okay? Don't let my mother hear this. But I didn't want to, I mean, I went to college, of course, to get an education, but I wanted to go to college and have some fun. And when I saw this movie and I saw this video, this was like, yeah, I was like, yo, this is why I'm going to college. Oh, 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 yeah. I was was, was, uh, 11 years old when this song came out, but I knew I wanted to go to college for a reason. You're not gonna be disrespectful to the ladies, but y'all know what it is. Yeah. Come on. Oh. Yeah, turn up a little bit. Turn up a little bit more. Oh. There you go. Yeah. 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 Oh. Walked in this place. Oh, I ain't gonna play the whole song. 
other go-go songs do you know other than that you said what i said how many other go-go songs do you know other than that listen y'all gonna listen i'm gonna say this and this is real talk i didn't know about go-go music shout out to my daughter's mother she went to hampton university you know what i'm saying she 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 uh, uh i know the dmv area hampton virginia maryland uh, uh-huh. uh see uh dc hampton music hampton, uh, uh, go-go music is real big I didn't know about uh, uh, go-go music until I, you know, uh, I was dealing with her. And I know uh, uh, at all the HBCUs, you have a variety of people that 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 go to those schools. So you have the the D- people from D.C., the people from Maryland, the people from Virginia. You know what I'm saying? And and, and they be forcing that go-go music. But you know what I'm saying? We didn't listen to go-go music. We listened to you know what I'm saying? What we listened to. So listen, we got our guest on. You know what I'm saying? You know, coming through on the Doctor Dogs podcast. You know what I'm saying? Welcome our, welcome our esteemed guests uh, to tonight's show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Doc, you want to introduce them? We're going to let them introduce themselves. Oh, yeah, we're going to let them introduce themselves. We're going to let them introduce themselves. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's start. Uh, I don't know how we're going to start this off. Do we, do we go from cutest to ugliest? <laughs> if we're going to go with, if we gonna go with the Let's ugliest, go. we can start with me. No, we're going to start my man. We, I was going to say we start my man, Jingo. Let's go to my big cousin. Big cousin, tell me who you are. I am Courtney Chambers. I am his favorite cousin, not just big, <laughs> <laughs> of Mr. Wayne A. Sharif Jr. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank live, you. Live, live hand clap for the cuz. Live hand clap for the cuz. <laughs> Thank you, my cousin. Oh, wait, before I... Before before I do this, I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out to all the SG Rose. Happy Founders Day to all the SG Rose. All right, then you can, yeah, we we pay attention on the Doc and Dust podcast. We pay attention. <laughs> give it up for Miss uh, Chris. Go no, ahead. He, he pays attention. I don't pay attention. Wait, you knew Sorry, that. Crystal. You know. I did uh, not know that. About your your wife no. is a sore. You did not know I, that today. No, she'll tell you I ain't know put that. On blast. Ooh. Introduce yourself, sis. My name is Crystal Allen, a member of Sig- well, proud member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, graduate of both Penn State University and Eastern University. All right, let's give a live hand clap, live hand clap, live hand clap. Welcome, welcome, right. welcome, Crystal. All right, proud to, the brother, to the brother that look like Charlie Batch, to the brother that look like Charlie Batch. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's saying. All right, uh, Thane me. I apologize, good brother. I'm, I'm just, we just jokes. We just having a little fun tonight. Go ahead, good brother. Introduce yourself. It's all good. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. My name's Thane Trotman. Uh, I'm a member of the mighty class of 1995 at Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. And Brother Rasan uh, was kind enough to invite me onto his podcast, so I'm honored to be here and and uh, be able to chat with all you all you good people. We appreciate you coming on short notice. We know you're a busy man. It's all good, brother. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, and shout out to shout out to Morehouse uh, uh, College. My uh, my uh, uncle, uh, older cousin, went there for a period of time. My other cousin went there and graduated, and my nephew yes. uh, went there and graduated. Shout out to uh, Morehouse College, a good Morehouse man. Uh, go house, boy, house, man. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we got somebody else coming up, but I got to give it up to my man, my right-hand man, 26 years. Listen, let me say this. Let me tell you this, Doc, real quick. The enthusiasm that I have now, when I called this dude, he, he called me and told me we was going to be roommates. 
You know what I'm saying? I was I was all loud and happy, but he's always been like a big brother to me. Go ahead and introduce yourself, good brother. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, how you doing? My name is Jamie Golden. I've been known this man for a long time. Uh, he and I were roommates at William Patterson University. I graduated together uh, in 2000. Um, it's a pleasure to be here uh, with all of you. It's a pleasure. All right. Did you get any sleep when y'all was there, when y'all was roommates? Listen, I had to sleep in the closet because you used to snore too loud. So I was, <laughs> I was, I was standing up sneaking in the closet. <laughs> uh, shout out to V. William Patterson University. And last but definitely not least, go ahead and introduce yourself, sis. You came on a little late. You know what I'm saying? Give it, uh, uh, tell us who you are. Hi, um, my name is Carla Williams. I attend Lincoln University with Rasan. Um, and I'm just here because I was invited by Rasan. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, listen, hey, 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 for all the people that went to a PWI, you see all the people that went to HBCUs, they on CP time. Give them a live hand clap. 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 Give them a live Stop stereotyping. Yeah, we, it's all love. It's all love. All right, so listen, Doc, let's get right to it. You know, we got this, uh, like I said, homecoming season was canceled. We didn't get, get to have any tailgates. We didn't get to have any uh, 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 any any good drinks or libations and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying, uh, in the middle of October. But let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about our experiences. So I want to start right here. Since we, since we all went to school, um, I want to know how you guys ended up, not at your particular schools, but how did you end up how did you end up in college? Like for me, I was raised by a black woman. My mother was from the South. And from the time I could understand what she was saying to the time I set foot on Lincoln's campus, all I heard was you going to college, you going to college, you going to college. I had no desire to go to college, but that was her goal. That was her dream. Um, and how I ended up at Lincoln is another story. I'll get into that later. But I want to know how you guys, what was your path to college? Anyone can go first. Anybody can go. Anybody go. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah. Well, I am a second generation college student, and I'm sure you know that my father, from my cousin, my father is a Lincoln graduate. So um, there was kind of no choice in our household that everyone that was there was going to be going to college. It was just a matter of your choice. We were not, um, other than my older brother, who did go to Worth House for some time we were not uh, required to be at HBCU, but we were going to college. So the choice was ours. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I would say for, um, in my household, my parents emphasized some kind of post-secondary education. Um, I too am a first-generation college student and there's six of us. Um, so we didn't necessarily need to go to college. The oldest two went to the military um, three of us went to college and one went to uh, art school. Um, so we, we did have to do something after high school. I like that. I like that. So my situation was um, similar to Courtney's. Um, my mother went to college. My father did not go to college. Um, my older sister went to Spelman. And in my household, we, we went... <laughs> We were, my parents put us in schools that everybody was going to college. So it was kind of just the path that was the norm for us. So it wasn't about um, us not going to college. It was about what college, you know, what, what college will we, we can decide on our own what college we want to attend. So I went to Lincoln. I ended up going there. I was going to Xavier first, and then I got a full ride to Lincoln. So I decided to go with the full ride um, because I was trying to spare my parents um, paying tuition. They paid for my sister to go to Spelman. I was just trying to give them a break. So I went to Lincoln, and that's how I ended up there. 
That was very oh, nice well, of you, I, very I, selfless. I, I, hey, hey, Doc, we, Doc, we can't just let that. We can't just let that go. Um, she said. She said she went to. She was going to go to Xavier. Do y'all know about <laughs> Xavier? Xavier's one of the top premier HBCUs <laughs> in the country. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let that. We can't just let that go. You know what I'm saying? We gotta give it. We got a Morehouse man on here. We got somebody that's gonna go to exam. Damn, PWIs, we losing right now, y'all. Go ahead, thing. Go, go ahead, thing. Go ahead. So Jay. my story kind of starts with Lincoln University. Um, I grew up in Westchester, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, uh, because my father taught at Lincoln University. In fact, my father was teaching at Lincoln University when he met my mother. And he met my mother because uh, the families knew each other. And my mother's brother just happened to have been a student at Lincoln University in the late 60s. And my, my uncle, my, my mother's brother, introduced my father to my mother. And a couple of years later, I came along. So um, half of, I would say half of the college graduates in my family went to Lincoln or Cheney. Um, so going to college was not an option. It was something you were going to do just because I was the child of a college professor anyway. Um, having grown up in Westchester University, I went to Westchester, Pennsylvania, I went to um, a predominantly white high school. Uh, and quite frankly, by the time of my senior year, having watched several years of The Cosby Show and A Different World in the late 80s and early 90s, I was determined to go to a black college. And amongst the schools I wanted to attend were Hampton, Morehouse, uh, Howard. And I, I applied to a couple of other predominantly white institutions, but at the end of the day, Morehouse was my first choice. Uh, I wanted to go around go and be around my people and be around brothers that were like-minded. And um, that was my first choice. It was the, I got in early admission and I was like, yo, I'm there. Okay. Okay. And uh, we say, we say the least for last, you know what I'm saying? Jay, go tell, 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 tell us your story. Your class. Now listen, y'all, I'm just going to say, this is my best friend. This, he was, a, he was the best man at my wedding. So I'm going to I'm going to, I ain't going to cut him no slack. He's going to be a being be modest. You know what I'm saying? But I, I know, the, I know the real, the Jekyll and Hyde, you know what I'm saying? So go ahead, good brother. Tell us, tell us your story. Anyway, uh, as I was rudely interrupted, but anyway, for the most part, um, <laughs> I was going to, um, I did a lot for sports as far as football is concerned. So that was my, my main thing. But after um, some time, I went to a college in, in Kansas and came back and was working for a little bit. I just wanted to go to school. I didn't know anything about HBCU too much. I didn't look into much. Um, in high school, I went to primary white high school as well. And I wasn't sure about HBCU, didn't know too much about it, um, which I which I would have knew more because I think I definitely would apply to a, a HBCU. Um, but I ended up going to William Patterson University. Um, I just had to go to school. I'm the youngest. I have two older sisters, and they went to college as well. Um, so therefore, my thought process was I got to go to school because my sisters went to school and they graduated as well. So, um, so yeah. it, it, it seems it seems as if everyone on the panel. Um, and even probably people that's listening, I'm going to read some of the comments. We're going to have Super Producer Evie read some of the comments. Everyone has some type of influence, whether it be, you know, family, well, primarily family, mothers and fathers. Um, I just got to do this real quick, and I would be remiss if I didn't do this. Shout out to uh, my uncle, Dr. Walter D. Chambers, 
Uh, my daddy. Man. Yep, her father, a Lincoln <laughs> man. Uh, um, definitely an influence in my life. He probably doesn't even realize how much of an influence he does have on me. Hey, Jamie, you remember Uncle Walter Allen's? You know how that get <laughs> yeah, down, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So listen, just real quick though, uh, um, like I said, all of you guys have had a, um, your family had an uh, uh, impact on you as far as, you know, um, planting that seed of higher education in, in your brain. Do you think that um, if it was current time, I'm just asking this question, I'm going to turn it back to Doc, but do you think that if you grew up during this era uh, of, of young people, do you think that the era that you grew up, grew up in made a difference in how you thought about it or was just something that was going to be ingrained to you already? You mean how we thought about going to college or if yes. we would go? Yeah, how you thought about going to college, yeah. Well, I am that generation. Um, I am a peer of Barack and Michelle. So we are, we are that generation that were expected to do much better than our parents had done, our grandparents had done. We were that bridge of coming out of the 60s going into um, the late 70s of going into college. So there were really no choices. She dated herself, y'all. Yes, she I am. Herself, I already knew. I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just over 25 on paper. But um, we, that was that generation that you basically you were going to college, you were going to do something because you it was almost like you were being depended upon to bridge that gap between the generations that did not have this opportunity and those going forward that would have more opportunities. Okay, all right. Uh, Carla, I just want to I want to piggyback off of that. I'm gonna about that. You said you were going you had applied to Xavier. You were going to go into medicine. Um, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what what made you? I mean, I know you said the money and things of that nature, but Xavier, like like I said, you you got to be pretty smart to go get into that school. I'm, I think I'm just average. Nah, you ain't average. Sis. So you modest. Average. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about to say. I was about to say, uh, uh, Doc. She's def she's definitely uh 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 um. Uh, not uh not Aaron, but that's that's a beautiful thing, and, and that's the one thing that we wanted to do this. We wanted to discuss before we get to the dirty parts of of college life. We want to, of course, for any for any kids that's listening, you go to school to get education. You go to class and you go back to your room and you study and you you, you, you eat crackers and sardines. And that's all you do. You don't do anything else. That's it. Uh, go ahead, Doc. I'm gonna need y'all to forgive me for a second. If y'all, if y'all, if y'all ever watch the podcast, y'all knows that I always wear baseball caps, and I intended to be a little more formal for this episode. I meant to do this before y'all came on, so just forgive me for a second. I meant to wear this hat today, so just for this episode, just for this episode. I went, I went digging in the back of the closet so I could have nice. one of different hats today. But anyway, um, everybody talked about how they ended up in college or whatever. So um, for me, trying to flex on us. No, I'm not flexing on y'all. I just wanted to have a little fun. Okay. Um, but no, for me, I think the difference between me and everybody else, including Reef, is when you guys were ready to go to college, it sounded like everybody was focused. And I'll say it to this day. I'm 44 years old, and I'm I'm like, a, I refuse to grow up. That doesn't mean I don't handle my business. I was very immature graduating from high school. I had no intentions of going into college. I wanted to go into the military because one the money wasn't there for me to go to college i knew i wasn't getting any scholarships um but i just thought college wasn't for me even to this day 
I don't believe formal education is for me. I just kind of got stuck in a rut of just going back to school and obtaining pieces of paper. But um, I didn't even know what a HBCU was when it was time for me to go to college. Like all I knew was like Seton Hall, I knew Rutgers, I knew UCLA, I knew all the basketball schools and things like that. But I didn't know like the difference between the PWI and the HBCU. The way I learned about Lincoln was because my sister went to Lincoln the year before me. So when mom said, you got to go to college, I was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I applied to two schools. I applied to Lincoln. I applied to Kane University. And it was like, whoever assessed me first, I guess that's where I'm going to go. So Lincoln was the one that sent me the paper in the mail that said, you know, you want to assess you. But then I found out Lincoln accepts anybody. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stare at that. You hear that, Carla? You hear that, Carla? You hear that? You hear how you thought Shay, Carla? You hear that? That's your boy. That's your boy. Um, just real quick, and, and I'll tell my story real quick. Um, and as Jamie knows and Rasan knows, Rasan and I went to the same high school. And as he said, and, J and Jamie um, said as well, um, we didn't know too much about HBCUs. We know a little bit. Like I remember taking a college tour, but it wasn't it wasn't as as, as uh, prominent as it is now. Even back then, with the whole Tom Joyner and his initiative and other celebrities were trying to pump it. It was like for us going to all predominantly uh, white school, it was like HBCUs or black colleges. Like it wasn't a big thing. Um, my guidance counselor, Mrs. Lynch, had kind of put the bug in my ear, but I wanted to play sports. And of course, Lincoln didn't have a football team. Fast forward, um, you know, I met great people at the school that I went to. Uh, uh, and we'll talk about that. But I definitely, honestly, I'll be honest, I have a 17-year-old now. I am pumping the whole notion of uh, historical black college and university because I just, you know, I want her to have a certain experience. Not saying she can't have experience at a PWI, but not front on any PWI. But I definitely, you know, want, I, I, I think that looking back on, I guess part of me is trying, is, is somewhat living through her. And I'll be honest, you know, um, I think that there are, uh, there's a lot of good that comes out of the HBCUs. Shout out to all the people that are uh, commenting in the comments. Um, shout out to Hampton University, shout out to Cheney University. Um, you know, I'm just looking at the comments. Those people, some, somebody said baby boomers in the house. All right, so shout out to you, cousin. All right, but you know, uh, uh, going to going to a, a, a PWI, um, as, and that's the term we're going to use this for this part, part of it, just because of the show. Um, it was great. Like, we didn't miss out on anything. Like, we went to the type of school, Jamie could attest to this. We went to the type of school that all those a PWI, the black folks and the Latino folks ran, 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 ran the school. Like, at, like our school was a community school, but after five o'clock, you looked around, you was like, yo, this is like, this is just like Chain, this is just like Hampton. There's like all of the, any of those yeah. types of schools. Yeah. So, um, you know. How big is uh, William Patterson? Shoot. Well, they expanded. Well, I guess at that, at that time, at that time. Jay, what would you say? How big is Willie, how much, how big was Willie P? Uh, as far as population wise? Um, yeah. I'm not, I can tell you. I mean, we had a, yeah. It was. It was just I mean, us, man. I mean, I can't even <laughs> say it. It was, it was just a huge us. campus. I mean, but at the same time, as far as African American students, <laughs> we had a good amount. I'm not sure how many, but we had a good amount. Now, one, one but thing remember I'll, that you were at a state school, although yeah. at PWI, you were at a state school, and that yeah. also is attractive to students of color. Yeah. That makes okay. that does make a difference. Yeah, that does, that yeah, you are at a, right. that you are at a public university where the costs are lower. Right. See, see, that's okay. that's the that's the smart side of my family. That's the smart side of my family right there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but you it, lived in the house too for a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Liz. Shout out to Liz. Uh, but in all, in, in all seriousness, 
Um, you know, Thane, Carla, uh, um, and, and Chris, I'm going to get to you because I know you went to a PWR, but Thane and Carla, um, and, and Doc, I just want to mention this real quick. Do you think that you would have had an experience, the same type of experience at a PD, P, PWI at, at, that, you, um, that you had at, at HBCU? And I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself, Doc. Total, totally different. Totally different. I think, I mean, I'm a big advocate for all HBCUs. I think HBCUs um, will take the most immature or the most mature student and raise them up to levels that they probably would not necessarily have attained from an identity standpoint mm. at a predominantly white institution. I think what, what HBCUs in particular are good at is helping a young black male or female develop a sense of their self-concept um, and at times their self-worth that will not be nurtured in the same way at a PWI, quite frankly. Um, you, you, you are indoctrinated with black culture at HBCU in ways that just doesn't happen as a P, at a PWI. Now, is that a fact or that's your opinion? Wait, so what happened to me? No, I said you are indoctrinated <laughs> with black culture from the start. From no, the start. I said what happened to me at the HBCU? Oh, okay. they, 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 they left me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the general mission of HBCUs is different from that of a PWI oftentimes in, ter in terms of indoctrinating you into, into Black culture and learning from Black professors that you pr may not necessarily learn from at a PWI. Um, oh, okay. Your, your, academic, your academic and intellectual role models <laughs> at a HBCU are probably going to be Black in most mm -hmm. cases. I mean, not in all cases, yeah. certainly. Yeah. But that's not likely to be the case at a PWI. And that makes a difference at that 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old time of your life. Who are, you, who are your role models? Who are your intellectual, your academic, your career role models? Are they you know, the, the Asian doctor that's teaching you math at a PWI? Or, and I'm not being stereotypical, but you know, are you learning about Africa from an African teacher the way you would at a... HBCU. Thane, I want to let Carla go because I saw Carla, I saw Carla nodding her head, and I want to come back to that because Jamie knows where I'm going. All I'm gonna say is Alvin Lewis. But uh, Carla, I want you to I want you to uh, uh, piggyback off of that, and I want to give Crystal and my uh, and cousin Courtney the floor as well. Um, I I definitely I'm having internet issues, so you might see okay. me fade in and out with the video. I'm just trying to connect. We know you got that my... cricket. We know you got that cricket. That uh, Metro PCS uh, wireless. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. I do. Um, I completely agree with Thane. I feel like um, going to HBCU and just giving me um, just better grounding and being African American. I feel like um, their their goal is to empower, and I also feel like um, I feel like they want me there as opposed to me my me going to a PWI and not really caring. And I feel like they, they just want to see me succeed. And I think that's important. And, I'm, and I, I, I wanted to piggyback on what you guys, you and Rasan said earlier, you said something like you hadn't even heard of HBCUs. And I'm, and I'm kind of shocked because I thought that H, I feel like HBCUs really got their big, um, a lot of publicity after the um, different world and um, school days. And I'm surprised that that didn't encourage you to want to go to one. And watch a different world. <laughs> what? You I watched won. the Cosby Show. You would have watched. I watched the Cosby Show though. 
He was the only oh one. Oh my you know, goodness! I watched the first season of the, a different world, and I had a crush on Kimberly Reese. <laughs> he wasn't on the first season, so I know you did. Oh, maybe I watched the second season. I don't know. Shoot. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> so listen, real quick, I, and I want to say this, call, and I want to say this, and, and I'm gonna let Crystal go. Well, I think you know what? I'll be. I'll, let me be fair to my guests. Go ahead, Crystal. You want to respond to that? Well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll give a little history about why I chose Penn State, and then okay. go from there. So, oh, um, real quick, uh, Crystal, somebody said uh, Jabri Bron- Jabri Bond. Said, shout out to Penn State. <laughs> shout uh, out, shout to, out to Jabri, the good brothers. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we are Jabri. So. um when I was looking at colleges, uh, I have a I have a brother who's twelve years older than me, and he his dream was to go to Morehouse, and he spent his freshman year there, and unfortunately it didn't work out for him. There were some mishaps, um, education department he wasn't getting placed in the right classes, things like that. So he ended up coming home, um, but that didn't deter me from HBCUs. Yeah. I'm from a very 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 small I'll call it a city because it is, but a very small city in Western PA, and we weren't. Our counselors didn't expose it to us. And I feel like my brother, who is a whole 12 years older, he got exposed to it because he had a teacher um, who really focused on African-American history, culture, and encouraged her students. Um, by the time, she was actually a guidance counselor by the time I was in high school, um, but we didn't have like classes like that. And my school would bring in schools to meet with us and we get days to go visit schools right. for HBCUs. Um, mm. Nobody around us. I mean, maybe maybe in Pittsburgh is the closest city I'm um, to. They may have been home stores, but that didn't hit to the area I live in. So I wasn't exposed to it. Um, what I was exposed to was my sophomore year of high school um, for a student project. I was running a tutoring program where I actually worked for a man uh, who worked at Penn State. And at the time, Penn State wasn't on my radar because I only thought Penn State Beaver. Uh, but he was like, no, you got to think of the bigger picture. Uh, there's multiple campuses. So that summer I went up to visit and that's when I fell in love with it. And I was like, I know this is a choice for me. Um, now to go off what Thane was saying, we, yes, all of our professors don't look like us, but we have some key professors who did and we staff members in higher, um, in higher positions look like us who had our backs. Um, we also had the Multicultural Research Center. Um, we had the Student Minority, Minority Advisory Recruitment Team, which was smart. So we had those supports in place for us um, because they knew it was important for us to have that. So I enjoyed my time there. <laughs> okay. Now, cu- now, cousin, I want you yes. to back off of that. But you, you, you know, you went to, to school during a different era. That's right. Uh, growing up in East Orange, you know, and, right. and, 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 you know, of course, the family history and all like that. Mm-hmm. But w- what was your, you know, you went to an Ivy League school. Not so really. What, no, what? I wasn't. Oh, okay. Like, our other cousin, okay. our cousin Robin, our oh, right, right, cousin right, Robin right. went to University of Pennsylvania in Philly. Pen- right. Rest in peace to my cousin Robin. Yeah, that's right. With the, with the, right, University of Pennsylvania. Right. But Lafayette is not. Lafayette I went to Lafayette College in Eastern Pennsylvania, right. home of Dixie Cups, Crayola, Crayola Crayons, and Larry Holmes in Lafayette <laughs> College. That's where I went. Okay. Um, well, one, um, most of the students at that time when I went to Lafayette were from New Jersey. 
Okay. Uh So it was almost like we used to say, what exit are you from? Meaning Mm -hmm. what exit on the turnpike or the parkway were you from? Because the majority, even Pennsylvania students were not the majority at Lafayette. You were mostly from New Jersey, but they were from the suburban New Jersey areas where Mm -hmm. people that look like us were usually the people that cleaned their houses, cut their grass and did errands and things like that for them. So that was a little different for me. What I realized is that when you're home and your home turf, I'm, you know, I'm from East Orange, New Jersey, born in Newark. Those are our roots, still are. Um, you have a little bit of both. I went to an all-girl Catholic high school where it was kind of about 60-40, white, black, um, little Latino as well mixed in. But pretty much all my teachers, 99% of my teachers were white and guidance counselors as well. And I can say I didn't get a lot of guidance from my guidance counselor, HBCU, PWI, or anything. So it was basically um, connections from my dad and people he knew, you know, like, what colleges are you looking at? What are you thinking about? And it was through them. And my, all I did was ask my guidance counselor to mail my transcript wherever I needed to go. That was about right. it. But what I can say in terms of my experience at Lafayette, I didn't have any of those things. The multicultural center, the support system we didn't have any but what i did have was about maybe 65 70 other black students and many of my my many of my friends were from um new york from you know um, from the boroughs of new york as well as the um beltway from the um delmarva beltway delaware maryland virginia dc dmv right we bonded together to this day we are bonded together in terms of we supported each other okay without that network without those positions of people in place we were supportive of each other a lot of the male black students were there because of sports because of football because of basketball they were recruited to be in school track etc the females lafayette was is known for being an engineering school so a lot of the females were there for engineering. That wasn't me. I, I like math, but not that much. Okay. Um, but I just knew that when I went to visit Lafayette, it was a cold day and it's up like the hill, you know, when you go up there and it was a very cold day and it was too cold to even walk and yeah. see most of the campus, but it just looked like what my idea of a college was going to look like. And I knew that I didn't want right. to be that, that far there, away. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be rude. You're my cousin. But you, you always friend, are. I gotta, I, gotta let, I gotta let my friend. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta let my boy go. I gotta let my boy go. Cause see, here's okay. the thing with Jamie, and I'm gonna say this because he's gonna be humble. He's gonna be modest. Jamie was an all-state football player. Okay, he was. I, I think. I'm thinking he might even been an honorable mention All-American. I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say too much. But he was good. He was. You know, he could have went to any school in the country. He went. He wanted to go into JUCO. So I'm gonna tell a story for him. So. Um, yeah, Royals if you want to. But one thing, and, and Jamie, you could tell, you know, you kind of touched on it before, but you was an all-stater, so there were no HBCUs recruiting you? Not really. Um, like I said, I went to predominantly all um, white high school. Um, I didn't know about HBCUs like that. If I would have known, I would have definitely considered going to one. Um, I have some of my best friends who went to Howard um, University, um, and I didn't know anything about it. If I would have, I would have considered that by far. Um, and when I've gone to like HBCUs, campus, different campuses now, I have a 17-year-old son, and we take him to different schools. Shout out to the Around the country. And we don't wait for it to get an official um, visit. We just take our son, and we walk around the campus and let him see things the way they are and 
let him make his own decision. Uh, in saying that, I definitely wish I would went to HBCU because I've seen the camaraderie of it. I see how everyone's connected. Um, I see how, it, I mean, people of all shapes, faiths, for the most part, all over the world are doing so big and so well. And when I've gone to different functions, which I didn't know about, I mean, I'm in awe of the HBCUs, how they stay together, how they become professionals. I mean, I'm a teacher right now, uh, fourth grade teacher, but at the same time, I wish I had known about it to learn more about it, to see about my culture, to see what it's all about, to be around people my my, my same um, complexity and pigmentation, um, to connect with different people. I think it would have been astronomical in my life, um, and I wish I would have, you know, went that route. What? But um, things are the way they are. I mean, you know, things happen, but I would have loved to have gone to one or visited one and see how it was all about. Well, if you would have, if you would have went to HBCU, HB, I would have met you. I would have met you. I would have met you. That's right. I gotta say, I gotta say this, and then I, then we gotta we gotta go pay the bills. But uh, Thane made a good point, and Thane, I want I wanted to say that you were uh, indoctrinated in Black culture or African American culture when you went to Lincoln, or excuse me, we went to Morehouse. Um, Carla said the same thing. But you know what? I can honestly say, when I went to William Patterson, um, and Jamie can attest to this, you know, we had some great professors. Shout out to anybody that's watching this from Willie P, Auburn Lewis, Dr. Meters, rest in peace to Shake Bell, uh, uh, um, William Smalls, Agar Jones. We had some great professors. And I understand, you know, a lot of, we had a mixture of professors, but they looked like our campus was, like I say, after five o'clock, it was nothing but blacks and Latinos. You, know you had a few whites remember them, but we had that whole feeling. We had that love and feeling. I mean, you might have had, I mean, and I know, you know, everybody don't necessarily get along. And I know me and Turk, we always joke, we always joke about it. Um, you know how, you know, this person was that corny, this person was this, this person was that, and Jamie and I as well. But we did have that love from our professors because it was like a us, a, 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 as Tupac would say, a me against the world or us against the world type of thing. So we definitely had that. I got to do this real quick before I pay the bills. My man told me, he said, yo, I told him, I said, listen, bro, I got a playlist I want to play tonight. He said, man, listen, you know, I lived in D.C. for a long period of time. And I don't know nothing about DC music. I don't know nothing about no DC music. But I remember I heard this song. And Carla, you might like this song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to play this song. Hey! Hey! You went to school. Straight up. I didn't hear this song until I met my daughter's mother. I don't want to eat sardines and pumpkin beans, but that's a DMV thing. Hey, Party. Just gotta feel the beat. You gotta feel the beat, okay. Shout out to all the people that like gogo music. Come on, Crystal, shout out to Stroke. Crystal, shout out to Stroke. Shout out to all that she rolls. All right. Let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. That's me, this acting the fool. Uh, this is the Dr. Dust Podcast. Shout out to my, my right hand man, Big Ron. Ron, tell us tell when they can hear us, big brother. You can hear us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Radio. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Click the link in our bio for more information. Oh, and, and let me not forget about YouTube as well. Can I just right. say, um, I just want to say something as well. Uh, going to uh, PWI, um, I met some fantastic people. Even though I didn't go to HBCU, uh, Sharif could tell you, we met some fantastic people. I mean, good, just like yourselves. 
I'm looking at a lot of them right now with different faces for the most part, um, for the, from what I can say. Um, good people. I mean, we still cool with them. Me and we can tell you, we are connected with everybody we went to school with still. Um, and they've become great professionals in terms of what they're doing, you know, in their lives and things of that nature. So even though it was way past the university, it was fantastic. We had a great time there and um, good people. And um, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I wouldn't change it. I mean, like I said, I could have went to HBCU and known about it more. I could have looked at going into it and visiting the campus and see what it's about. But we did have some great times as far as we in passing mm-hmm. and learned a lot and learned a lot. So I piggyback off that because I think a lot of the people I went to school, we still stay connected. We still touch. Um, I'm actually part of what we call the African-American alumni organization. It's an interest group um, for Penn State uh, Black alums in the Philly area. And we have it in Atlanta, New York, D.C. Um, so it's a way for all of us alum in the area uh, who are African-American to get together, but then also support the current students. So um, I think it's going to be part of that and have that that friendship and then pass it on to the next generation. And I could say the same like about that. my um, experience with Lafayette. We just had maybe, we started a month ago, um, people that graduated in my era, we did the same thing. We had a Zoom reunion um, and keeping mm-hmm. up with each other. And we decided it's been far too long and you never know in these days and times. So we try to do this now once a month, every other month. Um, we connect on Zoom now and stay in touch. But I have met some of the best people, best and, people. and still connected to those people to this day, as well as many of us give back to our communities. Although we went to a predominantly white school, we give back to our communities in many ways. Many are lawyers, judges, doctors. One of my um, classmates a few years behind me was a consultant on the Oprah Winfrey movie she did about um, um, the woman who gave her, well, had her cells taken. I forgot mm-hmm. the name of it. The HeLa cells and Oprah um, portrayed her. He's a I'm consultant on that, yeah. medical consultant on that movie. So I have had so many great experiences and connections to these people to this day that we bonded to survive what we needed to get through during that time. And I think, I think, and, and I think that's the, the thing that all of us may have had different experiences as far as the schools we went to, but we all had some type of bond with the people that were there. Listen, my little sister kept texting me. So she, I want to come on. I and she should have been. <laughs> I went to an HBCU. Hi, D. My sister. Hey, went to North, North Carolina North A&T. North Carolina A&T. Ooh. North Carolina A&T and Aggies. Uh, all I'm going to say is that, um, you know, uh, she did more partying than, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we ain't going to put that out there. We ain't going to put but go ahead, go ahead, little sis. Now, listen, I'm, I'm gonna throw it back to Doc. But, um, uh, Deanna, talk about your experience at, uh, as 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 a uh, HBCU alumni. You know, uh, you know how you got in, what made you go. I mean, I know the story. You know, but go ahead. <laughs> you don't know the complete story, but no, I just right, time, man. I thought the whole thing was dope, but no, my personal story as far as going to an HBCU, I technically I was really just trying to get out where I was at. Like yeah. I wanted out of my mother's house. Out of my mother's house. It wasn't even about mommy's house. It was really just the, the town. Like people knew everybody. People got pregnant as soon as they got out of high school. I wasn't about that life. So going to an HBCU, it was just something that 
I always like ever since freshman year of high school, I was just like, I think I want to go to an HBCU. And as mentioned previously, it was the time joiners in the morning or the different worlds is what kind of influenced me. And then also being, I went to a predominantly uh, white high school where there was very little of us. So going to a location or HBCU rather, where there's more people who look just like me, but there's still different backgrounds, different views, different opinions. It was just like, it was like a, a utopia for me. And I had the best experience. That's, that's that Aggie's education using big words. You know what I'm saying? You sound like Dana and Carla, like Dana and Carla, you know what I mean? You know my money's worth. Go ahead, Doc, take, take control of the Cadillac again. Deanna, I know Reef is your brother. Um, but I want to welcome you to the show. You probably don't remember me. The last time I saw you, you was like 12 years old. You was a little girl. Oh, um, and y'all yeah. was still in Edison at the time. But I do want to say welcome. It's good to see you on the show. But I, I want to jump back to some other uh, earlier points. But before I do that, and since you went to NC, uh, I want to ask you and Thane this question. Did y'all have chicken night at y'all school? <laughs> what? We had, chicken, we had fried chicken Fridays. We had fried chicken Fridays. Like, oh, it's fried chicken Friday. What time you got class? Because I'm gonna meet you at the cafe at one. <laughs> what about you, Dave? I'm gonna I'm put it to you like this. I'm gonna oh, tell a quick story. Wow. Um, so freshman week, 1991. Freshman week. Um, we had been there for a couple of days. You know, maybe like Tuesday, you arrive on a Sunday. Tuesday morning, I woke up. And I just like stomach wasn't feeling right at all. So, you know, I did what you do in the morning, ran down to the bathroom in the dormitory. Yo, every stall was filled up. <laughs> <laughs> ran upstairs to the third floor, ran downstairs to the first floor. Everybody's stomachs was messed up. So my point is this, after sophomore year and I moved off campus, I did so because the cafeteria food at Morehouse College was not all that great. So you were seeing all those men bad food. Oh my gosh. So I brought that up because Carla, correct me if I'm wrong. 94 to 96 at Lincoln, we had chicken night every Thursday. It was fried chicken, all the fixings or whatever. I know I definitely know they had it my freshman year. It was every Thursday because we would leave the calf with like plates of chicken going back to the dorm room and they 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 switched the um the catering company so many times so after years chicken night was was going i don't know if carly was there when we had chicken night at night i think it was gone by the time i got there okay all right but um but yeah that was that was that's one of my memories about Lincoln because i love to eat good but um thing i wanted to go back to something that you said earlier because you talked about um the experience of having black professors and things like that and, and, and thinking about it in hindsight, that's one of the things that I will say um, I can definitely attest to and agree with. Um, I remember uh, there was Dr. Babatunde who taught the African-American experience, one of the professors mm -hmm. that I actually despised at my time at Lincoln because he pushed me so hard and I fought so hard to resist what he was trying to instill in me. Like I said, I said earlier, the, the level of maturity was not there. If, if I had it to do all over again, I think my Lincoln experience will be different. Um, but also, years ago, I, I used to always say, I think I was better, at that time period in life, I was better designed to be at a PWI because I just think the experience would have been different for me because, like I said, I, I applied to Lincoln, I applied to Kane, and I think had I gotten to Kane, my college experience would have been different because my mindset was, 
I got to look a certain way and, and, and do myself up a certain way for these white people. But when I was with my own people, it was kind of like, oh, they all look like me. I could chill, I could party and do whatever, which is why I did five years instead of four years. But, um, you know, I guess I guess for me, it was a maturity thing. Like, that's why I said earlier, you guys seem like y'all were more bred to go to school at the time that y'all did. Maybe if I had waited a couple more years, my experience would have definitely been a little bit more different. I think everybody's journey to college. Reason. Well, I, I think, and, and I'll, I'll let you guys comment. Um, hey, hold, hold, hold on, hold on for a second. He was, he was, uh, he yeah, was making a point. Yeah, I think everyone's journey to college was unique. And, and I'll just uh, compare my journey with my younger brothers. I mean, mm -hmm. my brother went to Howard. Um, he was not as, as amped up to go to a black college as I was. But he also, you know, went down to visit Howard and he was like, yo, that's where I want to be. Um, mm. He didn't have the motivation to go to a black college uh, just because he was tired of being around, you know, so many white people from his high school, which had been my experience. So I hear what you're saying when you when you talk about where you were at 18 years old. And I think I think it goes back to my point about what black colleges will do uh, more often than not. They'll build you up based on where you are. And whether it takes you four years or five years or six years or however many years, the system is, the systems at black colleges are designed to turn you into the leader that you eventually become. And I can't say that that's always the case at a PWI. Not to say it doesn't happen, but it's not always the case uh, in the way that it is at the HBCU. You're not the priority at a PWI, let's be real. You're not. If yep. you're a person of color, you're not the priority. Mm -hmm. You Correct. make the picture look good. You know, when they send out when they send out the recruitment material, I always say they have that Noah's Ark peer picture where there's like at least one or two of everything mm -hmm. in the picture. And, and you make the picture. Right, you make the picture look good, but you are not the priority. You're you're right, Courtney. Because um, of course, at Penn State, there's so many of us. So freshman year, I'm having classes with 500 people, 300 people easily, um, and I'm a very shy person. I won't just come and ask for help or things like that. So I got lost very easily. Um, but it wasn't until I started getting into my junior senior classes that I was like, no, I have to make myself mm -hmm. priority, and I have to put out there to get the help that I need. So, mm -hmm. Yes, you're right about that. Okay. Well, I, I want to read a few comments. I know I'm coming in and out. My internet, I, I teased Carla early. I apologize, Carla. If you got cricket, I definitely got uh, track one. Pay the bill. Somebody got to pay the bill. So let, real quick, I just want to read some of the comments. Uh, Super producer Evie is on standby, but I read, read the comments. Um, of course, uh, Andre Evans, um, uh, gives a shout out to Jay Gold. He wants to come in. We'll get you in, Dre. Mamie Bay said, awesome topic. Um, I think they said facts for everything as far as HBCU. Mamie Bay is an alumni of Hampton University. Uh, Courtney, he, he did have a question for you. He said, what year did you attend um, Lafayette? And, he, and then for Thane, he also said, what year did you go to uh, Westchester uh, High School? Um, but I think you kind of answered that. I think you said 91. Uh, Adolphus Johnson said he went to Mars Brown College. He said we had fried fish Fridays, <laughs> the best college, uh, the best college campus food down south. Um, Mr. Leak, um, our uh, third-party co-host, sometimes that jumps in. He says I think it's more about personal preparedness 
uh, versus school of choice between HBCU and PWI. And we we value all comments and all things as we uh, go through this. I mean, this is this is one of those, and I want to get to the nitty gritty. I'm gonna let Doc drive the Cadillac, but I do want to say this. Um, so all the HBCUs, so y'all just sat around eating chicken on Fridays. That's <laughs> it was Thursdays. It was Thursdays. Companies cooking this food. This wasn't white people coming and serving us. These were black companies well, cooking. Well, listen, all I'm saying, Jay Go can attest to this. Every Sunday, they had brunch, they had the best grits, uh, they had the best. Uh, did we have bitches? We had bitches, we had dinner rolls, but we had the Sunday was the best time to go to Wayne Hall. Wayne Hall was and, and, and he didn't listen. And listen, I guess y'all had mimosas too, huh? He didn't have a meal plan, so I had to go. Uh, he would give me yep. somewhere where to go to get the food to bring back to him to go. <laughs> so you. That's very typical you. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Cause see, let's, let me let me ask y'all a question. Hey, Doc, I'm gonna throw the keys back to you with the cat. Let me let me just take over the Cadillac real quick. Uh how many of y'all and this is for the people in the audience, how many of y'all uh, uh um how many of y'all lived illegally on campus? Like you didn't have a you didn't have actual room and board, but you said, oh, I'm the only one. I'm the, I'm the only one. <laughs> Hey, Deanna, I don't know what your mother did with him, but y'all definitely don't fall from the same. <laughs> how many of y'all, okay, how many of y'all used to sneak food back to the cafeteria because the cafeteria yes, closed? Yes, we, we did that. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 all right, yeah. okay, all right, then. Okay. It's part of um, living on campus. I ain't gonna do that. My, my cousin's on here, my cousin's on here. I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it PG. But all, all I'm gonna say- You are grown that, you know, now, I can do nothing with you. Okay, we're gonna keep it simple. All I'm gonna say is uh, um, in 1994, when I met Jay Gold, I want, uh, real quick, people give me shout outs. In, 19, in 1994, when I met Jay Gold, my, my first experience, my first real college experience was uh, um, with the Minimum Omega Sci-Fi, the first party I ever went to. Shout out to all the bros. Shout out to Omicron Delta Delta. We'll get into that next week when we have our next uh, uh, podcast. But I, and, and they probably know this song. I love this song. Uh, 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 Carla, Crystal, Jay Gold, Rasan Turpin. When this song came on in the party, Crystal don't know the song, she's too young. This was a this was a good stroll song. Yeah, yeah it, it was. Shout out to all the shout out to all the Greeks. Shout out to all the Greeks. Shout out to all the sororities. Yeah, that's why I can't graduate on time. I will definitely say one thing I had down pat in college was partying. I don't party now, but in college, <laughs> I was on the dean list for partying. I was I would party at a, party. <laughs> I would party at the PWI too, so either way, I would have worked okay. out. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Don't see me on the PWI party. That's right. I'm going to party. I'd have been in my room. Uh, PWIs and Penn State, we party anywhere. Like, we would turn a Chinese restaurant into an after hours party. 
slides. So, so wait, no, did, did, did everybody party together, or did like everybody had a they own separate parties? Because I watched. I watched Higher Learning when I, I think it was my sophomore year of college. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know about this. Like everybody is so so separate. So did y'all party together with like was everything really separate? It was a little separate. Um definitely separate. Like, cause the the white fraternities had houses, so they were always doing things there. Um we had our parties either on campus or like I said, we try to find off campus venues like the Johnny, like it was who knows what. Um, so we have one somewhere else off campus near our school, I think. Um, our parties, we would tend to have like Latino students and Asian students, but not a heavy mix of it, but it was pretty separated. At Lafayette, we were fortunate that we did have what we called the house. We called ourselves the Association <laughs> of Black Collegians was the name of our organization or the ABC. And we had a house, but we also had the only wooden structure on campus. So we kind of knew that it would someday disappear. And it did mm -hmm. like maybe in the early 90s, but they mm -hmm. moved it off campus, like a block off campus, but it didn't have the same atmosphere. But once Friday hit, Friday, Saturday, we were partying. That was our outlet. We were together. Mm -hmm. We were partying. We would get in a car. A, very, a handful of us had cars, not me, but a handful of us had cars. We would drive to other campuses. I remember going to a party at Rutgers because we had a really good DJ. One of the guys that I went to school <laughs> with was a DJ. So he would go do parties at other schools and we would come as the entourage. Um, so I went to parties at Princeton at Rutgers and other places. So, oh, definitely don't sleep on a, a black students at a PD. PWI party. That's right. I, I just want to. I, I want to say this, and, and I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A throw, I want to throw it to my sister real quick, Doc. Now, Deanna, by you being the youngest of the group, what would now? We all kind of like around the same age, you know, give or take a few years here and there. But what was like? What What, what was it like partying during that era? Because you went like mid two thousands up until like two thousand two thousand five to like two thousand nine, two thousand and ten. So what was that experience like? What was it like? Wild. Okay. Um, yeah, like even going back to the schools praying together, like um, going to A&T, literally right down the street was UNCG, a PWI. Okay. What's UNCG? What does it stand for? Uh, you, I'm sorry, a University of North Carolina of Greensboro. Okay, cool. Um, so going there, like you go there, they, they party, but it's like we would, we, you go, you, you tell one A&T student about a party at UNCG. Then ten more show up, and then you next thing you know, Auntie then took over the whole party, but everybody's having fun, and and then but they yeah, partying was definitely fun and wild and college life. Now real Period. quick, real quick, I just want to say this, and Jamie can attest to this. Our our party nights at our school was really Thursday nights. Mm. Um, Thursday nights we would. Uh, <laughs> now I was the youngest out of my crew, uh, out of my friends. Uh, shout out to the people that's chiming in. Uh, 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 Delvin, Dave, uh, shout out to Teddy, shout out to Big Troy, uh, brother from, from another mother. But our, Thursday nights was our, our party night. We went to Billy Pat's, we went to different spots. Um, Courtney, anybody that, that grew up in Jersey, you may you may know about Gregory's on Tuesday night, Jay Go, you may know about the peppermint, right? The peppermint, we, I was a little bit too young to get the peppermint, but that's right. You know, I was a little bit too young, but I got to a certain, got to a certain spot. But you know, I think, and, and that's the thing, um. And I wanted to say that somebody said uh, about the white fraternities had homes, but if you went to a white fraternity party, you was gonna get blasted. 
you was going to have a good time because they constantly <laughs> had the keg flowing. They right. 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 Jamie's being that, robotic. That, 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 right. right. that was a big surprise. I know at Lafayette, like if a few white people that would venture into the black house mm-hmm. for a party, they would go, where's the keg? And we're like, right. oh no, we don't do that. We would have a bar set up, but right. it would be bottles yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. It wasn't right. a keg because we weren't mm-hmm. going to throw beer on each other and right. do all the stuff right. they did at the fraternity house. Go ahead, Deanna. Yeah. I saw you had your hand. You wanted to say yeah. something? Yeah. Um, we didn't have kegs. Like, I, we mm-hmm. didn't have, even at UNCG, they had, but what they did do would take, like, those big Tupperware, those big Tupperware things. Right. Yep, and fill it up with Everclear. And yeah, coffee. we had that, too. We yeah, we got a okay, so those were the kind of parties we had, and then we did have the little funnels. I don't want to tell too much because our mother is watching. <laughs> 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 but, I, I, I think I think that's I think that's the, the the thing that you know we could all say whether or not you went to Morehouse or, or Lincoln or whatever the case may be. Pwi HBCU, we uh, we definitely got the party on. Um, Doc, I want to I want to just I just want to give uh, 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 well go ahead. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. You take the keys back, and then I'll. Play this all later. All right, two things I want to bring up before I get to my next point. Because uh Reed brought up earlier how school days influenced him to want to go to college. I don't know if you said a black house, but definitely go to college. The movie that w- deterred me from wanting to go to college was House Party 2. When kid <laughs> when when they gave kid hell, what was, I can't remember the, the um the class that he had, but he had he had whatever class he had that big paper in. Right, and, with the black you know, professor. Did, yeah, with the black professor. I was like, if this is what college is like, I'm not going to college. I definitely remember <laughs> that. But anyway, Dane, I wanted to ask you, because I always wanted to know this. Boys in the Hood is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I remember, if you remember at the end of the movie, they said Trey went to Morehouse with Brandy across the way at Spelman. Are they, mm-hmm. like, literally across the street from each other? Mm-hmm. Yes. They are. So, yeah. your wife might be in the room with you. She might be listening. How much time did you spend at Spelman? I was a Spanish minor at um, in, in college, and I took three quarters of my Spanish classes over at Spelman. Um, I was going to say, don't you guys, don't you guys, don't you guys, don't you guys, you can take classes together? Yeah, yeah when you're um, yeah. a student at Morehouse, Clark, Spelman, Morris Brown, the whole Atlanta University Center, you can take classes at any of those classes, uh, any of those, those schools uh, at the time. Um, so I took, a, I think I took a computer science class over at Clark Atlanta. Um, I took, like I said, Spanish classes over at Spelman, but yeah, I mean, it's literally, you got four schools within a two mile square radius. They're so is that because they don't offer those courses at the respective campuses or that's just a deal they got worked out with each other? Um, at the time, I think it was reflective of just how certain schools had stronger programs than others. Um, okay. you know, some of the like for for my Spanish minor, I had to take some Spanish classes that were over at Spelman that the professors were supposedly better than, you know, we had at Morehouse for Spanish literature. So just depending on what you wanted to do, but, you know, did I have fun taking classes over Spelman? Yes. 
<laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yes, 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 yes. So, all right. So, my next point is, regardless of whether you went to a PWI or HBCU, how well do you think your school prepares you for like the next phase of life? More so, like I guess the workforce, so to speak. Anybody? I feel like um, so I was in a program. It was a STEM program, and it was sponsored by NASA. And that's how I ended up going for free. But we were required to attend um, career days. And I was in National Society of Black Engineers. And um, we were forced to go to these events, whether we liked it or not. And I feel like those, those, those mandatory events made me prepare for the workforce. We did resume writing. We did interviewing skills. We went to conferences. And I feel like those are the types of things that I needed in college to prepare me for um, out of college for the workforce. Mm. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I think with me, go ahead, go ahead D. Uh, I think with me, um, I was very much an introvert, still somewhat of an introvert, but I think going, not even just going to college, period, I think it, it really allowed me to kind of open up, uh, you know, kind of express myself better, more intellectually. Um, and then just be more of a people person. I wasn't, I didn't really like to talk to people. I didn't want to be bothered. But going to a college and being around people, they don't care what you look like or what you like. They just, you know, they think you're a cool person. They think you're a good spirit. And they, you know, I have those lifelong friendships who have helped me grow and learn myself. I think my sister, you're an introvert. Tell him, D, you're a Richardson. <laughs> it comes with the territory. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I say Penn State prepared me well. Um, I wasn't, I, like D, I was very much an introvert at Penn State. Um, I did not go to the big career fairs, mostly because I was an education major. So it was it was a little different how the career fairs were, were structured. But um, when I decided to switch my major in the spring of my junior year, um, my academic advisor, she was very on board and she helped me figure out the plan that what major was going to work so I can still graduate within four and a half years. Um, we talked about my career options and she guided me every step of the way. Um, with that had to come some more financial aid money that I didn't think I was originally going to be approved for. She helped me get it. Um, she helped me set up with my final internship that I didn't end up working for that company right after graduation, but that company called me two years after I graduated uh, to, for a job. And that's how I actually moved to Philly. But um, so I feel like she, with her support, they, they helped set me up really well. Anyone else? I think that William Passon helped me a lot. I was a communication major. Um, I wasn't an introvert, but at the same time, and learning how to speak and uh, being articulate helped me a lot because I had speech classes. Uh, you were forced to speak the right way. Uh, if not, then your grade would suffer from it. Um, so I learned how to do that. And while I was there, I was substituting that um, Eastside High School, uh, lean on me. <laughs> Same school, Joe Clark. He, he was gone at the time. But um, my profession now in teaching, it helped prepare me to speak the right way in front of children, um, uh, adults, uh, and also admin without getting nervous. And you know what you're speaking about, of course, it just blows up. Um, so as far as speech class is concerned, 
that helped me a lot as far as public speaking is concerned. That's how I prepared. All right. Anyone else? I do feel like um, that these conversations need to be had before going to college. Absolutely. I feel like um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, just set themselves up with all this debt and they pick these careers. You know, you pick. I, to my model is pick a pick a major that will be a good return on your investment. And yes. I think that's a conversation that people don't have with their children before they mm-hmm. enter in college. And sometimes college mm-hmm. isn't for everybody. Absolutely. But just going to a four-year college and just wasting a whole bunch of money on a on a on an education that you don't. Oh, Cricket Wallace went off well, for a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, to piggyback off, I, I agree. And, and Terp, I know you and I talk all behind the scenes, and I know Jamie, you have a seventeen-year-old as well. Thing, I'm not sure if you have children or their ages, but. Carl, did you want to finish your point? Um, you, went out, you went out for a little bit. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think those conversations need to be had ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what, Carla, I'll piggyback off of that. And I know, like I said, I talked to Turp, and uh, Jamie and I talk, and like I said, Thane, I'm not sure, Thane and Crystal, if you guys have children and what age they are. But, you know, one of the things that I, I tell my uh, child now is, like I said, you know, as you said, Carl, you want to get a good return on your investment, but you also want to – you don't want to be – four years, five years down the line, and then you're not even working in the major that you chose. It's like a waste of time. And I don't necessarily say that to her like that, but I say it to her enough so she can understand my emphasis because, you know, you don't want to go for basket weaving, uh, like can't get no job in basket weaving, you know? So, I mean, you want to pick something, like you said, it's going to get a return on your investment, but also something that you're going to be passionate about. Um, and I think if I knew now, of course, what I know, uh, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have majored in business. Um, it took me a while. Like I was, you know, Jamie would tell you, like I, was, uh, I wasn't, um, you know, we was just doing what we was doing, just trying to figure it out. And then we didn't figure it out till, uh, till, till, till you know, maybe junior year or whatever. But real quick, I just want to do something. I got to do this. I got to do this. And you got this. Let me add the keys back. I got to give a shout out because Thane said something and it kind of struck a nerve. I got to give a shout out to 1999. In 1999, I went to this place called Atlanta, GA. All right. And in Atlanta, GA, me, Jamie, Seth, Wes, and my cousin Carl, also known as Abu Truck, you know what I'm saying? Gerard, we was at this thing called, we we was at this thing called Freaknik. And then Freaknik, if you know about Freaknik Thane, you know about Freaknik Thane, you know about Freaknik Thane. I know you're a married man now, but back in the day, Freaknik was one of them. Wait, 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 wait hold on. Tell them something about the target. You must get arrested. Tell them about the target. I'm going to say that story for, for okay. a later second. Right. I got All a story right. to tell. I'll let you tell the story yeah. where I almost got arrested. My mother's in the other room watching. You got to get me in trouble, brother. <laughs> um, but shout out to, to all those people that went to Freaknik in the 90s. I got to play this song. If you went to Freak Nigga 99, you know about this, man. Blast this thing. Yeah, oh, part of the party. This is Dr. Best Podcast. Yeah. Oh. I ain't gonna play all of it. We got little kids on the scene. I just had to play that thing. I had to give you a shout out, brother, because you was there when Freak Nigga was in his heyday. I'm not gonna ask you, hey, I'm not gonna ask you to incriminate yourself, thing, but. You know what I mean? I already know in the nineties, in the early nineties. You know, go ahead, Doc. You got a car. Wait, back. you said you said that was ninety nine. Yeah, that was ninety nine, right? Yeah, that's. Thing you was going by then, right? 
Yeah, uh, Freaknik in the early 90s was the real Freaknik. I'm going to just keep it real. Well, I'm going to say this thing. Late 90s, that was kind of watered down Freaknik, quite honestly. And you know what? That is true. I've heard that. But all I can say, and Jamie can testify to this, when we were the Freaknik, I don't know if you guys have been in Freaknik, but that was one of the things where we was like, we have to go. A few of my friends went years before, and we had to go, and it was probably one of the uh, 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 one of most my most memorable times during my college experience. All right, Doc, you got. It. I've been with my forces. All right, we almost at our destination, but I got a couple more questions for you guys. So, knowing what you know now, your however old self, I think all of us have been out of college for twenty years, with the exception of Crystal. No shade, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> knowing what you know now. Would you go back to your respective school again if you were enrolling in college today? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Why? You meant that. You meant that definitely. Why not? It's A&T. No, I'm not saying, I'm not questioning. I'm saying say why. (laughs) Say why. Um, Why? Because going to A&T, it was just, I guess you could say this with any HBCU that you're proud of going to. It's just a family-oriented place. I see people all the time and where I live at now, they can have on an Aggie shirt. I can have on an Aggie sweatpants, Aggie pride. It's like anywhere you go, it's just mad love. And I love my HBCU. Aggie born, Aggie bred. All day. Respect, respect. Anybody else? I would say probably not. Um, (laughs) Probably not. But this is after the fact this is what you know like my cousin said if i knew then what i know now probably not i would have expanded my horizons i can't say necessarily i would have gone to an hbcu but i would have gone to a bigger school um than mm-hmm. i did because my school was pretty small it was only maybe like two thousand students and like i said we were pretty much 90 percent from new jersey so there wasn't a whole lot of change um, but I probably would have expanded in terms of, or maybe even going a little further than I did in just going over the border to Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, I think for me, I would go to Penn State. So I bleed blue and white. That is my heart. I would just change it because it is such a bigger school that I would have been more assertive in my freshman and sophomore years. Um, of course, work with engaging and things like that, but I definitely would have done. But what I may have done different and, um, I did my master's at a PWI too. Um, I might have done an HBCU for that. So. Mm, good to know. Anybody else? Well, I'm, I'm, let me speak for myself. Cause I'm, all over okay, good. Uh-huh. No, go ahead, good. I would say I would definitely do it all over again. I would, I would go back and and here's the reason why. It's not just about the person I became, but rather about the lifelong, like, friends, close circle of friends that I developed that you know, to this day, they're still my brothers. Uh, you know, mm. I, I don't think that I would have formed for me at the time that I went, I would not have formed those types of close-knit relationships um, at another school. Um, the camaraderie, the drama that you, you know, frankly, one of the things that a lot of Black college graduates don't tell uh, incoming Black college students is, you're going to go through some drama going to an HBCU. Yep. Whether it has to do with registration, financial aid, you know, sending transcripts to grad school later on, there's some stuff that sort of steals you and, and toughens you up because you got to go through some stuff. And 
without the drama, without the camaraderie, without the lifelong friendships, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So I've I, I done okay. The, the good Lord has blessed me. And um, it's because, frankly, I went to Morehouse in 1991. It would, I, I would not have been the person that I am today had I gone to a different school. So, yeah, I do it all over again. Hey, Thane, can I ask you a question real quick? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, how long? How long could you make twenty dollars stretch when you was in college? <laughs> Bruh, come on, man. Come on. That was like three months. Listen, we used to put our money together, go get some chicken wings. The wings would last for at least four or five days. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. I definitely, but I, I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, um, and, and I think that's what all schools, you know, the that, but definitely. You know, speaking for Jay Gold and myself, you know, that's what brought our um, friendship, made our bond a brotherhood bond because of yeah. the things that we went through. The nights, you know, we was grumbling. If I had five, he had two, we made seven. We went to the store, you know what I'm saying? Or, or we, we got a ride. Um, I'm not going to tell the story about the time when his car broke down. You know, we'll go for it. Go ahead, though, Doc. Did, did anybody else want to respond to that before, before I, I say my little piece on that? I'll, I'll respond. Um, okay. I've met some great people at Lincoln. Um, I've had I have some great relationships now. I mean, I met my husband at Lincoln, but if I had to do it over again, I would not go to Lincoln. I just mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should just go with my first choice, Xavier. Um, I didn't. I just didn't. Sometimes I just didn't feel like I fit in. And I just, if if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't go Why there. And I wouldn't that, my kids there. Why do you say you didn't fit? I don't know. It just it it. Sometimes it just didn't see, feel right. Like it just, um, mm-hmm. it just wasn't what I was exposed to when I was in high school. I okay. just, you know, saw things that I didn't see on other HBCU, HBCU campuses that I would prefer not to see. Actually, okay. surprised but not surprised that you said that. I'm, I'm surprised because um, I know you're very pro HBCU. I'm kind of like the opposite of that, but I'm not surprised because I actually. Um, I expected myself to say the same thing and the issues that I had with my choice in the HBCU um, was more so with the school, not the experience at the school, if that makes sense. Um, If I had to do it over again, I'm actually kind of torn because a part of me still feels like if at this age, if I knowing what I know, I should have still went to a PWI. But then when I think about the experience, if I had to do it all over again, I would go back to Lincoln and with a more mature mindset because Mm -hmm. One, because of all the things that we talked about earlier, but in looking at it with an older mind, it's kind of like, had I grasped everything in the way that I should have, I think my experience would have would have been different in, 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 in different ways. Um, and, you know, Lincoln is not all bad. Um, mm. I don't, I, in, in contrast to what they said, like some people do get left behind, myself, so to speak. Um, but a lot of people do excel um, in that environment. And and the good thing is that, you know, Carla, you and I went to the same school and our experiences are different, but they're also the same because I had the same opportunity to get in some programs that you were in. But because we had this conversation, I was anti shutting my life down socially in cer- certain respects. Um, and you were, you was like, I'll take make the sacrifice and give up a summer to go into this program. Um, our outcomes, you know, they were they were definitely different. Um, I don't think Lincoln is all bad. I think um, they've gotten a lot better since we left, since the time that we were there. Um, when my daughter said she wanted to go to Lincoln, I was just like, 
nah, you can't go there. You go any HBC you want. <laughs> but um, and that's just that's not that's not fair to her. That's not fair to the school because that was just mm-hmm. based on my experience at the time. Not to say that they were perfect because they did do some things for me that I think were wrong. But um, I, I I would I would I would go again. Like it's 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 not all bad. I wouldn't go to Cheney though. I definitely wouldn't go to Cheney. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a Lincoln man. <laughs> uh, real quick, we got a good comment. Um, this is a good comment from uh, Kevin Waters, brother Kevin Waters. Uh, he says, "What up uh, to the Doc and Dunn's podcast? Didn't go to an HBCU, but I live vicariously through this engaging, energetic conversation, and I think that's the key. And I think Carla." kind of alluded to it. That's one of the reasons why we, I mean, we wanted to, of course, highlight, you know, the differences and things of that nature, but also to give some light to our experiences as far as uh, uh, college and things of that nature. And I think that, you know, one thing that we all have in common is that we all benefited, uh, whether, you know, our positives and our negatives, we all benefited from our particular experience. Um, Doc, you want to do this before I do my next thing? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I got one more thing I wanted to bring up um, before we start making our way out of here. Because uh, somebody mentioned earlier about, you know, having kids or whatever. Um, whether you have kids, want to have kids, don't have kids. If you do have kids or did or do plan to have kids, how much of what you know now, what you experience would impact? Let's just assume everybody who has a kid or wants to have a kid is going to college, whatever. Ten years from now, all our kids going to college. Are you trying to persuade them to make the choice that you made or are you leaving it up to them to say, go wherever you want to go? Mm. Well, at the present time, I'm in that situation with my son. Um, <clears throat> he didn't want to go to HBCU. He was he said he wanted to basically um, have diversity more so. Um, mm. However, as time is going on recently, he's been leaning towards HBCU a little bit. He's he's not really mad like he used to at all. Um, and I'm going to make his own decision. You know, He knows where I went to school at, but I told him several times that it can be a very good decision and to look at all the pros and cons of it. Don't just look at what you see, do your research on it. We can go visit different colleges. You can see for yourself if you would like to go here or not. And you know, if you want to go here, why? If not, why as well? So um, we're trying to let him up to him, make his own decision. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we want to put it out there for him, let him see what he would like to do. Anyone else? So I, I, have, oh, two sons. I have two sons, two teenage <laughs> sons. And um, you know, Frankly, their journey in life is is their journey. It's not my journey. And mm. so if they are interested in going to a black college, that's cool with me. If they're not, that's cool with me. Um, I think my goal, mine and my wife's goal will just be to expose them to the experiences, um, you know, to take them down to Howard's homecoming. Hopefully they'll have it next year. Take them down to Morehouse homecoming. Hopefully they'll have it next year. We got family went to Hampton, you know, to, to see what a black college homecoming is all about. Um, and, you know, my wife is not a, a, a HBC, HBCU grad. My wife is a, is a Penn State grad. Um, I, we want them to see Penn State homecoming. So I think the bottom line is, again, their journey is their journey. And if they want to follow my footsteps and go to Morehouse, that's cool. But I'm never, I'm never going to put pressure on them to do so. So think I asked you a question. You you just gonna bypass Lincoln Homecoming? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You gotta take them as far as I can. Talk about that Gio, Auntie. Talk about that Gio. 
the greatest homecoming on earth. I mean, what can mm. you say? If you cut her off, what you was going to say? My signal. I got this. I got this cricket, yo. This thing is turning. <laughs> 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 I'll yeah, Gho. If you ever get a chance to experience just once, you'll talk. I actually lost my time. The, the one I went to G, I lost my whole entire voice. Like that's how live it is. I saw y'all homecoming uh, by way of Instagram last. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Y'all get it in. I don't know if y'all top on Lincoln homecoming, but y'all definitely get it in. <laughs> Crystal? Yes. <laughs> just going to say yes, Crystal. You said Crystal. I said yes. What, what, you say, what, what would you do with your kids? I know you don't have kids right now, but you don't have them right now. No, I will support them. Um, it's it's their decision just like it was my decision. Um, but I think like what Carla hit on earlier is just making sure they're prepared for the decision they make and, and the career path they choose. So gotcha. and that's what I get all entire life. Hi Aunt. Hi Laney. What's that? <laughs> that's our Laney. Oh, Your mama. Okay, let's let's get this back. Go I, ahead, I want to piggyback on what um James said. You said something about um um diversity he says something about your son wants to see diversity don't let people fool you lincoln i mean hbcus also have diversity there's a lot of diversity within the um african-american community so just keep that in mind when you say that um but but what i would tell my daughters my daughters are nine and twelve they watch different world all the time they watch cosby show we just put that in their ear, but they, they're going to go where their money is. I mean, to be honest, I hate to say mm-hmm. that I love HBCUs, but I'm not going into debt um, yeah. for them going into college because my parents didn't go into debt. I'm not going into debt. So they would go where their money is. And, and unfortunately, HBCUs don't have the same money Thanks. as um, PWIs. Let me respond to her. <laughs> Carla, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's true. My nephew, he's a senior in college now, and he was in the he's in the band now, and he was looking at Southern schools, HBCUs. But um, when we had to talk with him, my brother had my sister. I talked to him, and it's like we know you have a dream school, and you know you may want to go this or this may be the school you want, but you need to think down the road. Like at the end of the day, yes, it's the school, like it's the school and it's the value, but you got to go where that money is for real, like. Mm-hmm. And you make the most of that education that you got at that school, like go where the money is. <laughs> Amen. Speaking of money, Carla, quick question because you said they watch um, a different world in the Cosby <laughs> Show. They don't watch Good Times. Like you got to give them the other side too. <laughs> they watch that. They watch that before. So about hard work and you know things like that. We, we always want to give give Jeff our kids the, the Cosby Show and stuff like that. But they're about Good Times. That's what I watch. So they watch what I watch. <laughs> I'm gonna let you be the designated driver from here on in, so you got it. All right, well, well listen, we have, we have a, a segment on our show. Uh, now, listen, I'm gonna say this don't say nothing that's gonna incriminate you, don't get yourself in no trouble, even though if it was 20 years ago. But we have a segment on our show <laughs> where we uh we dedicate to the late, great, notorious big to the DJ. We have a, I got a story to tell. This is our segment. We can tell a story now because we're doing our whole HBCU PWI higher education thing. 
you got to st- tell us a story about your college experience. Now, one thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to start, me and Jay Gold, as we like to call him, he's being very humble right now, but we got a lot of, we got a lot, a lot of history, history, history <laughs> together. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just going to talk about the time when we was in a, Jay, I'm going to let you tell the story. You might, you, you might guess, I'm going to let you tell the story. <laughs> Choose one. Um, oh, man. You want to turn Freak Nick one? Which one you want to tell? Tell, tell okay, him. Uh, the freak big one. Yeah, that's what uh, I want to know. I'm, we in the car. We in the van. It's a thousand people all around. I think I'm driving. I'm driving, and uh, he. I'm, I'm having. I'm having fun, but Reef is having the time of his life. I'm like, I'm having a good time, but you losing your mind. Like you, you might want to calm down just a little bit. Just calm down a little bit. So he's he's just no. I'm gonna keep on doing. I'm gonna keep. I said okay, fine, no problem. So I'm driving, and everyone jumps out of the car. We're taking pictures and here and there, things of that nature. So. He jumped out when he wasn't supposed to jump out one time. No one jumped out of the car except him. So he's kind of running around. So the cop sees him. One cop picks him out and says, hey, son, listen. Get back in the car and don't get back out again. If I see you get out again, you're getting arrested. So I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. He gets back in the car like a, like a hermit, quiet, not talking. So the next stop, I said, Reef, get out the car, get out the car. No, nah, man, I'm going to jail. I can't, I'm going I'm, I'm to go to jail, man. You going to bail me out? I'm like, no, you know, just stay in the car. Saying, we will, oh, we'll get out. You stay in. So that was a situation in terms of him uh, almost being uh, picked up uh, and going to jail. But um, besides that, as far as another story is concerned, I don't have any on my mind. I can't think of it at the present time. I know you got a thousand. I know you can So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell a story. All, all I'll say is, is in, 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 you know, we and Thane alluded to it earlier as far as bringing a bond together. But like I said, it was many a nights. We had a real quick. We had a roommate, right? We had a roommate. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name, but we, you know, if you know, if William Patterson, similar to you, uh, cousin, and similar to you, uh, uh, Carl and Rasan and uh, uh, um, uh, Crystal and Indiana, William Patterson is up on a hill, but it's in Wayne, New Jersey. The, the major city next to it is in, is in uh, Patterson, New Jersey. If you know anything about Patterson, New Jersey? Patterson's the hood. So we had a roommate, he had a car, Caucasian guy, white guy. So he was like, he was like, yo, man, listen, we got some money. We're gonna send you to the store. We sent him to the store to the store on the hood. Anybody know Woha Chinese food, you know what I'm saying? Wings, you know what I'm saying? You get like six wings, you know, for like three dollars. So we hungry. So we sent him to the store. He comes back with just, mm-hmm. you know, four wings. We like, yo, what happened to the food? He said, Man, I got robbed, dude. We like, you got robbed? Like, how you get robbed? He's like, man, they took my money, they took my food. He ain't gonna get effing food, dude. And walked out the room. And we, I mean, it, you know, we we didn't think we were setting them up, but we sent them to the store to get the food. So, you know, I, I, I say that story and tell that story in jest, but, you know, those were the times, like I said, you, it, it brought you together and made you uh, almost think of Steve's. Carla, Courtney, Thane, Crystal, anybody got a story that they want to tell? Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll put you on that thing. Any, any kind of stories... That's for a private conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. Another time. Well, listen. Yeah, listen. Well, listen, we appreciate y'all coming on. This is the Dr. Does Podcast. Once again, I'm Big Reef. That's my right-hand my right hand man, Big Rod. Rod, tell us where they can read find us on our podcast. Find our podcast, please. You can find our podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Oh, I guess you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget Alexa as well. Don't forget Alexa as well.
Alexa is Amazon. Oh yeah, I don't think I said that. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. We forget sometimes. We just got. We just trying to pay the bills. Shout out to all Alexa, the people that chimed in tonight. See y'all. You made me say Alexa. Now my thing's starting to talk. No. Listen. Shout out to all the people that that uh, chimed into the comments. Shout out to our super producer Evie for uh, uh, putting this all together. We got to thank the people behind the scenes. Thank you, cousin. Thank you, Jay Gold. Thank you, Thane Morehouse, man. Thank you, Crystal. Shout out to all the SG Rose. Thank you, Carla. And thank you, little sis, for chiming in. We appreciate y'all. This is Dr. Dust Podcast. And listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to play this song. I got to play this song because all of you are my friends. You're saying, if you went to school in Jersey, stand up. Willie P, stand up. If we were still in school, this would be a billion. Oh, we listen to club music at Lincoln, too. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? We're going to take us home. Peace and love, y'all. Dr. Dust Podcast.